Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to The Trade Hour, a trader's podcast. My name is David Bloomberg, and I'm your host for season one of The Traders Canada. The Trade Hour features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award winning hit TV competition show, The Traders, as well as interviews with contestants from the show. Today, we're talking about The Traders Canada, episode seven, and I have another fun guest as I welcome my friend and a longtime member of the New York City Survivor community, plus someone I've played many games of Zoom Mafia with. So we've both murdered each other more than a few times, probably. Laura Effinger Jean. Hey, David. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for for joining me. And you know, please try not to murder me on this podcast. I can't make any promises. Oh, dang, dang. Oh <laughs> uh, well. I mean, at least you're not lying. You know, so that's that's good. Uh, <laughs> So how have you been enjoying the Traders Canada, especially compared to the other ones? Um, I'm really enjoying the season. I think it's like two of the stronger uh, traders we've had. Yes. In, in across the different seasons. Um, and the faithfuls are, you know, they, they at least are not complete, complete idiots, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> even if they, they, you know, they may not have made it quite there to, in this episode, but, you know, they were making logical points and then just uh, veered off in another direction. So, yes. but yeah, I think it's a really fun cast. I loved having Kevin on. I was so sad he left last week. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, we'll get more into that as we get to this episode, but let's uh, go ahead and set up the Trade Our Trader game. Uh, for anyone who is new to this podcast, uh, Laura and I will each lie to each other uh, once during the podcast. The lie can be big or small about the traders, ourselves, or anything else, as long as it is a complete fabrication. However, we are looking for fake facts, not fake opinions, like 
I can't say I love the way Trevon is playing this game. Uh, and I, I think you would pick up if I said that anyway. So, uh, as I've mentioned previously, any lie involving numbers needs to be something like an order of magnitude. So I can't say I have nine pages of notes when I only have eight. I would have to say I have 80 pages of notes, which would be a little much even for me. Uh, at the end of our episode, we'll put our trader hunting skills to the test and see if we can detect the other person's lie. Are you ready to betray me? I am. All right. In that case, our game begins now. And we start episode seven up in Trader Tower. Mike and Kuzi are very happy about Kevin's banishment. Much happier than we were, I would say. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad for them that they're happy. But I mean, obviously, this was, you know, fantastic for at least mm -hmm. at least Mike's game, maybe not Kuzi's right. game. But like, this was, you know, a big a big banishment that, uh, you know, I can understand why they're so delighted. Yes. Now they have to decide whether to murder Mary or Melissa. Uh, since Mary forcefully called out Mike at the round table and Kuzi is still worried about the airport fiasco, it seems obvious they're getting rid of Melissa, which is what I predicted last week. Um, and we'll find out as we head to breakfast and we say good morning to Travon, May, Mike and Donna. Uh, Travon explains he targeted Kevin because he had his logic and to him it made sense. I, I'm not sure Trevon actually knows what any of those words mean. <laughs> it's, you know, they he's heard them before and he's just repeating them in the same yes. order. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike notes that they're team leftovers, which they make it sound like it's something they've discussed before. I don't remember if it was. It was very brief. No, I mean, I, I assume there's been some discussion among the blue team of like, you know, uniting against mm -hmm. the red team, but I don't remember them using that specific terminology before. Yeah. Um, they uh, Mike says if Mary is murdered today, that only leaves three people from the red team in the airport mission. So Leroy, Kuzi or Gurleen have to be a traitor. Uh, very psychic Donna sits down next to Mike uh, during this whole conversation and doesn't pick up on anything. Um, That's going to be a theme for the rest of the episode. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, yes. This is not doing her psychic medium business any favors, I don't think. No, not so much. Uh, nobody who has come on the traders and claimed themselves as a psychic has done, the, you know, it, it hasn't been good advertising. The, the only differences with Donna is she doesn't start every sentence with as a psychic. I know that or <laughs> the medium, you know, the spirits tell me and she's lasted longer than the other psychics. So, you know, yeah. uh, probably because she doesn't start every sentence that way. So people people know they're not worried about her. Mm -hmm. uh, now, incidentally, I wondered what they would do to Dom's picture on the wall since he was thrown out last week due to rule breaking, which, by the way, Everybody and their brother has been like messaging me like, what did he do? What did he do? I don't know. I have no inside knowledge. These people are all on contract. They all have NDAs. We're not going to find out, you know, <laughs> so so sorry. Um, but anyway, 
I, I paused and studied the wall and his photo was gone. So it looks like they oh. did to him. Yeah. What they what Big Brother does to people. They just erase them. I didn't pick up on that. That's yeah. that's uh, was, that's harsh. It was very quick. Yeah. They almost erased him from the rest of the show, too. So, like, yes. Yeah, you know, I think, that, uh, you know, I, I think we were talking last week. Uh, you know, they were saying, yeah, he's had one one confessional. And that's probably why, you know, <laughs> although I do oh think I heard his name in this episode, I think. Yeah, I, I saw that in my rewatch. May yeah. mentioned Dom's name, and I'm like, dude, Dom's gone. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised they left that in there. Like, why did you not cut? They must not have been able to cut around it or something. It would, it would have been really funny if they just cut Dom entirely from the season, just didn't even show the scene where he gets <laughs> booted, and they just sort of, like, don't show. Like, ignore that guy in the background. That's that's yeah. just somebody in, in, the, in the crew. Don't worry about them. <laughs> kind of like uh, Big Brother, U.S. Big Brother. Sometimes they'll have something where they'll have like a musician come visit the house. But the way the scheduling works out is the musician comes before the eviction, but they show it after the eviction. And then they have to cut around the person who was evicted because they don't want to admit that that's when the when the musician came. Right. Yeah. Getting back to the people who were at breakfast, um, Leroy, Gurleen and Koozie come into breakfast and Mickey. I always forget Mickey's there. Um, so I literally had to add and Mickey to my notes. Uh, Leroy tells us he wants to work with Donna. Uh, she says she's getting really comfortable with the fact that she's being played by the game and even says she's happy to be banished and stand up and say she's a faithful. I, I don't know what to add to that. Um. I don't know if she's ever going to get that chance. Yeah. But... <laughs> I Yeah. I mean, if I had to make a prediction right now, I think she will be dragged to the end by the traders and then just happily give away the money. 100%. Yeah. Because like, she's clearly a faithful, but she keeps defending Koozie. Right. So like right. they have, nobody has any reason to get rid of her at this yeah. point. We could call her like Bowie Jane Donna, you know, Donna. Jane. <laughs> How did your uh, game change? You yes. joined the traders with Kuzi and I. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Gurleen tells us she feels lost without Kevin. We know the feeling. And uh, Mary has to walk in or all of her theories are out the window. But instead, Melissa shows up and surprises lots of people in the room. Plus me. Um, yeah, Melissa I was... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was so shocked by this. Like, I was so sure Melissa mm -hmm. was going to be gone. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to take out Mary here for, like, you know, all the reasons you've already s stated, but, like, especially the red team, blue team thing. It just, yeah, it was, <laughs> this was, I, I didn't get it at all. Yeah, I mean, we flash back to Trader's Tower, and Koozie says Mary can't help them get further in the game, so they get rid of her. And it's like, but like half of the remaining players thought Mary was a traitor. Right. And, and like, the, given the end of the episode, it's like we could have just swapped those two. Right. And it would have been exactly the same outcome. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But I mean, Melissa does acknowledge that, you know, people will be looking at her because, you know, so many times in the past they have had, you know, a traitor has put themselves on the death row list. And uh -huh. so, you know, that I guess that's what Koozie and Mike were thinking was eyes are going to turn on her anyway. But again, I just it, it seems like almost everyone believed Mary was a traitor. So 
Why not enhance that? Yeah, very, very odd decision. So after breakfast, Leroy, Donna and Mickey all talk about their suspicions. Uh, Melissa is brought up and Leroy says she often tries to manipulate him. And also that uh, she was suggesting koozie, which he doesn't seem to believe. Donna tells us she also thinks Melissa has been drawing her close to use as a pawna. Get it, Donna? (laughs) Pawna? (laughs) Took me a minute. I was like, oh, good, Donna. Okay. Um, In the cars on the way to the next mission, May tells Gerline and Leroy that she's thinking Koozie, and she goes through how Koozie has previously said she knew people were faithfuls, but then voted to banish them. Neither Leroy nor nor Gerline seem convinced. In another car, Travon tells Koozie and Donna how he suspects Mike and also mentions how both Gurpiar and Mary singled out Mike and were murdered immediately. Uh, uh-huh. So, wow, look at May and Travon finally getting a clue. What is going on here? I know it's I mean, what are what are Leroy and Gurling thinking here, though? Like, yeah. do they what what do they think happened with the shield? Like, do they think it's that there's something else that happened that they just haven't thought of? Like. They they must know that who's like, you know, one of of those three, one of the other two is a traitor, right? Like, I mean, it's possible. But the other thing is, and you know, I've said this and maybe it's, you know, maybe I'm just overthinking it. There were, what, eight people on a team back then or something, seven or eight. And so it's really not terrible odds to take a shot. It, let's say that both traitors were on the other team. Uh-huh. It would almost have been worth taking a shot just to send them into the tizzy that this has turned into. Now, we know that wasn't the case, but it would have been, you know, interesting to do. Because, yeah, okay, there's a low percentage chance that you hit the, the shield, but so what? But that it doesn't it still doesn't work, though, because then whoever had the shield would have admitted it at breakfast. That's true. That is true. Yeah, like the fact that Koozie is hiding that she had the shield. And I mean, somebody had the shield. Yeah. Like, and it wasn't whoever got murdered that night. I don't even remember now. Yeah, it could have been. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't either. But was it, was that when, no, that wasn't Dr. Nazila. Chris, Crystal, I think. Crystal. Was it that far back? Wow. Um, I thought Crystal was more recent, but I can't remember for sure. So, um, you know, I want to say gone, but not forgotten, but yeah, gone, but we've kind of forgotten when. So, uh, and that's a good point. Whoever had the shield would have had no reason to hide it otherwise. So, um, hmm, okay. Well, so I get, I get why, I I guess it was Trayvon who was saying this or mayor Trayvon was saying this and it's like, yeah, yeah, this is like, one of the few times, like, you know, I've gone back and watched most of the previous seasons of The Traders. This is mm-hmm. one of the few times where they have legitimate, incontrovertible evidence that they can say somebody in this group is a traitor. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very rare. It's not like Mafia, where the detective at least can right. tell you, like, oh, I identified the Mafia. Like, in The Traders, it's almost always about vibes. And this is one where they actually have some information. And uh, it's driving me crazy that they're not using it. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, they're trying to use it, sort of, but they're always just, you know, pointing off in the wrong random directions. Yeah. Um, But they get to the mission 
And that's a typical one we've seen many times before where players have to carry or roll barrels with monetary amounts on them through a forest and to a finish line. And it's it's kind of funny because usually the host has some elaborate story like a truck was coming through carrying all my barrels of wine and it crashed and spilled the, the <laughs> barrels everywhere. But they didn't even bother with that. It was just Kareen was just like, yeah, there are barrels. You got to go get them. Uh, <laughs> right. I think there was like another season where they had like, you know, drinks that you could purchase. Yes. And so I think they, I think Mike at least was expecting that because at the end he was like, well, can we get a drink? Yeah. <laughs> she was like, all right, I'll see you back at the castle. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then we were talking about shields. There are some barrels with shields. And if one or more make that, make it to the end, the players decide who gets access to the armory, which is interesting. So it's not the person who carries the shield over. It's, like whoever lugs the shield, then they get to decide who goes. So, right. you know, to me, it's like, why would you lug one then reduce the monetary amount and possibly not get the safety anyway? I mean, I guess there's some merit to like at least one person having a shield to reduce the options of the traders at nighttime. But yeah, I think, I think, you know, given this group is like pretty divided, I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I, I it kind of makes sense they ended up not taking any shields because like, you know, how, how are they going to possibly decide on, like nobody right. trusts that anybody else is going to let them take the shield. Right. And really the only people they would probably all give to uh, agree to give a shield to is someone who um, wouldn't need it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, very true. So... All right. So they uh, run through the forest. They grab barrels. Uh, you know, they're they're at first they're grabbing everything. Then they start being more selective to get the higher value ones. Uh, they wow. leave, you know, the shield behind. At one point, May calls out Koozie because she's carrying a thousand dollars worth of small barrels instead of rolling larger ones, uh, right. which, you know, OK, is that important to anything? Yeah, just the relationship between May and Koozie, as we'll see i know uh, I, I sympathized with koozie in that moment i I'm, I'm like i definitely would have been that person where i'm like hey i found this one small thing i can do and i'm doing it well damn. <laughs> <laughs> and and may is like no koozie give them to me and koozie's like what are you talking about yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> uh they eventually find a big six thousand dollar barrel so leroy and mickey get that one it comes down to literally the last minute, the last seconds by the end of it, uh, before they get them across. And uh, as time ticks down, they get a total of $10,500, but no shield. Uh, so that's a pretty good chunk for them. That's, you know, 10% of the overall prize pot. So I think, yeah, I think that's the most they've gotten so far. Other than the yeah. first one, the first they got like 20,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which, which yeah, it's, usually it's more like 6,000 or something. Right. Yeah. And that's what they're talking about. Oh, we haven't added much. Well, you haven't had the opportunity to add much in some cases. I mean, some cases they've just screwed up, but in other cases, <laughs> they just, you know, right. <laughs> um, so now everybody's back in the cars on the way, you know, back to the mansion. Uh, Gurleen and Leroy suspect May. So there's your answer. Um, and oh. May, May and Melissa suspect Koozie. So more people throwing out more suspicions. All right. Later, Mike talks to Leroy and goes back to the airport team again. Leroy is suspicious of Melissa. And then Koozie and Melissa talk and Koozie says she's so tired of hearing about the airport thing. 
yeah, sure you I, are, Kuzi. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if I were you, I'd be tired too. But you're the one who set this into motion by doing that. So, yeah, I mean, I thought I found it so interesting. Like several times during this episode, we see Mike talking to people saying, okay, you know, here's the math on the red team. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, he didn't have to be the one sort of leading the charge yes. on that. And I, I, I thought for a minute he was trying to like set up Koozie to go. Um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe he's just, you know, like me and he just couldn't help mentioning the logic of it. <laughs> I, well, and yeah. also the thing is, you know, what's been pointed out about Mike is that he tends to reflect what other people are saying. So if he knows people are going to be talking about the airport, he gets out ahead of it. I, I don't know that reflect is therefore the proper word, but he, he kind of uh -huh. jumps ahead of it and he brings it up. It. First. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, uh -huh. So that way he looks like he's contributing when really all he's doing is saying what he's heard around anyway. Right, right. All right. I was uh, going to say like the um in the in the car scene that we have mm -hmm. this sort of somewhat important scene where. I think it's Trayvon is saying to Koozie, like, I think it might be Mike, right? Mm -hmm. And Koozie is just sort of, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. Yeah, you know, that could be, oh, yeah, you're right. And I think mm -hmm. this is like, I went back and rewatched the episode to try to figure out if there was any time where Koozie like explicitly threw out Mike's name. And I didn't really see it like this. It was all stuff like this where she's just uh-huh and like just not outright rebutting it. Um, but not like actually throwing Mike under the bus. Right. And especially not to Melissa. You know, Why not Melissa. Well, because I mean, especially she she especially didn't say it to Melissa, although Melissa will later claim that she did. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. It, it, maybe they didn't get that on camera, but I did not see any right. time where she said where she said Mike's name to Melissa. Yeah. yeah. So and, you know, it's it's interesting because I actually just uh, told this story on another podcast and now I've I've done four podcasts in the last five days. So I can't remember exactly which one. But, uh, you know, I had a uh, co-worker who oh, it was a big brother podcast. Uh, I had I well, I had an employee who would do this. She would go to other employees and say stuff about other people like me she and she'd be like oh you know uh david he's he gives too much work doesn't he and the other person who was you know not really wanting to engage would just be like uh-huh sure okay yeah and nod along and then this you know she'd run back to me and she'd be like pam is saying that you're giving out too much work <laughs> and you know she's just trying to stir the pot and that's what this seems very much like that they you know said it Koozie was just nodding, nodding her head along, and somehow it became Koozie saying this. And so we'll we'll of course get to that in a few minutes here, more specifically. Right, um, right. Now, uh, let's see. So, yeah. So later, uh, Melissa, May, and Donna talk. Uh, Melissa and May are focused on Koozie, and May does take us back to the airport mission again. Donna then goes and tells Gerline she doesn't think so uh she thinks maybe mike uh she adds that she keeps connecting with people that turn out to be traitors there, there's there's only been one only that one. they know of you know so. <laughs> like what is she i guess because she's a psychic she knows yeah. <laughs> which ones she's already connected with that are going to be traitors yeah. so she's just getting out ahead of that <laughs> yes yes yeah yeah that was exactly i was like this is the seventh episode there's been one person what are you talking about um <laughs> Yeah. 
And then in a separate conversation, Trevon tells Leroy he uh, suspects Mike. Elsewhere, May tells Mike and Gurleen that Koozie is going to say his name. And but then she doesn't know why, because Koozie never talks game to her. And so my immediate reaction without fast forwarding is like, so you don't talk game to her, but you know that she's going to say Mike's name. Uh, okay. (laughs) So that one. Yeah. Yeah. That felt like a fairly transparent. Um, I'm trying to, you know, stir up something between Koozie and Mike, uh, based on almost nothing. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Mike, like you mentioned, goes back to the airport theory. And uh, if he if in that situation, uh, Gurleen says she would think uh, possibly Koozie. So then Mike uh-huh. talks separately to Koozie and says he hears she's dropping his name. And Koozie says they're lying. It's rubbish. Uh, and uh, um, Mike tells both us and Koozie that he wants her still there. So. Aw, the traders are still sticking together. I think, you know, aw, it benefits Mike's game yes, for Koozie yes. to last one more episode. <laughs> yeah, I think, is this is this the conversation where he asks her, like, who are you going to be going against? And she says, Mel A. Yes. Yeah. Like, when he agreed to that, I was like, oh, he's lying to her. Like, because he's been on the airport thing all day. So you can tell how good I am at reading people. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> All right. So now it's roundtable time. And I'm I'm kind of surprised that Koozie didn't confront May ahead of time. Um, mm-hmm. But one, I think they're limited in time. And two, maybe she just wanted to wait and see what happens at the roundtable rather than blowing something up right before. Um, can we can we like just, you know, what what was with some of the outfits at this roundtable? <laughs> like. Kareen and I are about the same age. She's a little younger than me. And like, she's wearing a pink plaid bra matching outfit with like bedazzlement. And like Donna, Donna's thing goes like all the way to her belly button. I was like, what is happening with the fashion at this round table? I did not notice Donna. I did notice Kareen because I'm like, pretty sure that's the first time we've had a host showing their belly button on the show. Um, (laughs) You know, usually they dress, I would call it elegantly. Um, Now, I am no fashionista or anything, so maybe what she was wearing, I was thinking, was considered elegant in some way, shape, or form. But from the sound of it, you're more on the page I am. Yeah, it was definitely um, eyebrow raising. I'll put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, now, I do want to mention also uh, that uh, I, I had said, you know, Koozie didn't confront May, but she said she's ready and will slaughter her with words if May comes <laughs> for her. She didn't even say respectfully this time. You know, la- last time she said she would respectfully violate them with words. And this time <laughs> she's just going to slaughter them. I don't know how you slaughter somebody respectfully, to be fair. <laughs> I don't know how you violate someone respectfully. So, you know, that was that was last week. Right. <laughs> uh, um, Kuzi, uh her attitude towards May seems to be like, you know, flick off like a, a bug yeah. yes. going around her. Like, stop it. Leave me alone. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> and it only gets worse during this roundtable. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Travon starts by bringing up how people who targeted Mike are gone. 
and also claims Mike rolled his eyes when he hugged Mary. Now, Mike says he didn't, but I was definitely rolling my eyes when Trevon said it because, like, really, this is what we're going with now? Yeah. Um, it's He's just, he's mixing facts with silliness, uh, which right. I guess that describes Trevon overall. Um, yeah, said, there was a scene earlier where Trayvon says, like, he says something about Mike, like, oh, right, when Gerpier was, you know, Gerpier accused Mike and then mm-hmm. he was killed. And whoever he's talking to is like, well, yeah, but come on, that doesn't. And he's like, well, I'm just throwing everything out there, you know, just might yeah. as well. I'm like, okay. like, so, uh, I mean, I, I guess he's trying at least. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Leroy brings up Melissa and both Trayvon and Kuzi agree. Uh and then something about a wink, like, you know, that I think Mike said something about she winked at him. And Trevon says he won't accuse her based on a wink that she gave. OK, but he will accuse Mike based off like of a supposed say, eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess they were saying Melissa, like, you know, gives winks to people to indicate like, oh, you know, you're special to me or whatever. And they've noticed that she does that with everybody, uh, mm. which is like. I mean, I, I, it's a little shady, but doesn't mean you're a traitor. It just means right. you're playing the game. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Melissa said she's being used as a pawn and that she will vote for Koozie. Uh, and then she said uh, that uh, she said that Koozie said that she suspects Mike. So she finally brings it up in in the, uh, you know, and Koozie right. gives this little combination squeal and yell, you know, <laughs> thing that I can't even replicate. And, and, <laughs> says, and says that uh, and, and says Melissa is lying. And then she starts grilling Melissa with a very simple question. Why did I say I thought it was Mike? If I said his name, I would have a reason. Right. And Melissa just keeps insisting it happened she's she says she can't answer the simple question and i think this is what really kills her here because yeah this is where things just go off the rails yeah sorry go ahead yeah i mean because then yeah may says she's had suspicions of koozie for a while and koozie is like yeah i know and <laughs> you know may brings up the whole switching of votes thing and koozie notes well i had my reasons and may says well they didn't make sense to me now, mind you, with May's track record, not making sense to her might be a good thing if <laughs> she didn't accidentally get this one right. Um, oh my God. Uh, May also notes that Kevin and uh, Mary, who were close to Koozie, are gone. That should be a piece of evidence in her favor, not against her. She would You would want to keep people close to you. You right. would not want to get rid of the ones close to you. So I again, right. May just doesn't really understand how this game is played. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they just like Koozie and Mike, just like especially Koozie, just sort of outmaneuvered May and Melissa pretty much every turn in this roundtable. Yes. Just at, talked circles around them and just made them look like they were lying and and flustered. And you know, it was it was impressive. So. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, also uses a little emotional warfare because May says that the two of them barely talk. And Kuzi says, thank goodness, uh, which, you know, <laughs> so, I, I laughed. So you funny. laughed. May did not laugh. May, was May is laughing. so upset about it. <laughs> 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Um, very psychic Donna comes uh, to Kuzi's defense saying that she saw sadness in Koozie when people came for her, which, you know, she's seen in other faithfuls. And, you know, Koozie is, of course, happy for this. Uh, Mike joins in her defense saying they don't talk much, but he doesn't sense she's a traitor. Uh, right. He he does then bring up Melissa claiming Koozie said his name and May, too. And this sets Koozie and May and others arguing, which you know Mike is just gleeful about. He's just he's just so happy. Everybody's getting mad at each other. It's like he's a he's a little puppet master, right. and they're all just dancing in front of him. He's so he's so delighted by the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> now Koozie notes that she won't bring something forward unless she's certain, because she knows she'll be questioned and doesn't want to look like a stupid idiot. Uh and so then again, you know, we circle back. Mike asks Melissa for the reason Koozie gave, but Melissa still doesn't have one. Uh, you know, things get heated. Koozie uh, and Melissa go at it a bit. They call each other honey in a very non-loving way. Like, okay, yeah. honey. Honey. Don't call yeah. me honey. Yeah. yeah. Honey. <laughs> yeah. Um, it reminds me I was uh, in a hearing one time. And it was getting very uh, I, I was testifying. It was getting very heated between uh, um, the, uh, the the other side and me. And my attorney asked something of the other attorney and he responded snottily. And she goes, thank you. And he grabs the <laughs> microphone back. He goes, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm like, Yo, we're going to have the, the transcript of this, but you're not going to get the tone. It's just going to look like they were being <laughs> polite to each other. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, professionals here. We're all. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so before their votes are revealed, Trevon tells us he was thinking, Mike, but at this point, they have to make sure their votes are not split. Look at him finally getting a glimmer of a strategic thought. I know. I was like, whoa, that's actually correct. <laughs> like, you're on the wrong person. But yes, like, given yeah. how, you know, the number of traders they could easily swing in a split vote. So, yeah, way to go, yeah. Trayvon. Yeah. Yeah. You're only seven episodes too late, but good job. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So. May votes Koozie. No surprise there. Uh -uh. Trevon says he's been wrong every time so far. And continues by voting Melissa. Uh, Gerline does, too. Mike votes Melissa. Melissa, of course, votes Koozie. Leroy votes Melissa. Donna votes Melissa. Mickey, who, again, I had forgotten was there, votes Melissa. Uh, <laughs> Koozie obviously does, too, while saying her feelings are very hurt. So Melissa is banished. Uh, she goes to the Circle of Truth and tells them she's a faithful with a little bit of that snottiness we were talking about earlier. Um, yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, Trevon throws his pen in frustration as I laugh. Wait, I had I had like one thing, uh, one comment I wanted to bring up here. Okay. Like what? If, like metagaming this? Do they seriously think that the producers came in? And as far as I know, neither Melissa was a reality star, right? Correct. They're both just so producers came in and they picked out the two unknown women named Melissa to be traitors. That's that's their theory. That's what they're going with. <laughs> I don't think they metagamed it that much. But the, like, what else are they doing? <laughs> you know, and like, who do they think was the other traitor? Like, it would have to be a male reality star at that point. Fierce is gone. Kevin is gone. Do you think it's like freaking Mickey? Like, what do you think is <laughs> just yeah, I mean, logically, it makes no sense. So. I mean, it's a, it's a very good point because there was some metagaming going on earlier. There was even some talk, you know, that Koozie and Mike were going to recruit uh, someone uh, you know, like a May or or a Rick mm-hmm. to or maybe even Gurleen as a, one of the reality, you know, one of the stars to uh, to get, you know, to sacrifice so that they could say, OK, good, they're gone and now we can move along. But it seems yeah. right. People forgot about it. They they it, it's gone from their brains. I mean, have yeah, I guess we've seen Koozie and Mike talking about how there should be a reality star. Have we seen the Faithfuls talking about how there should be a reality star? Or Yeah, there there was at one point. Who was it that said? I don't remember who said it. They might not be there anymore. But, uh, well, Rick, actually, I think, was one of the ones who said it. Rick said something about one of the people has to be, you know, a, a celebrity, a yeah. reality star. Um, and I think that started Koozie thinking about, oh, we need to find one to sacrifice. Yeah, but just like in terms of like, I feel like Melissa was like the worst possible. Like she's she was in the blue team. She's has the same name as as another trader that was already expelled. And also it would have mean they had two non-reality star women as the initial traders. And yeah, I guess I guess that she was on death row. So that's like the one sort of informational thing. But like right. other than that, this is just a very I don't I don't understand this vote at all. I mean, she was on death row and she threw out she apparently tried to throw Koozie under the bus with really in in a bad way. I mean, if (laughs) the thing is, if Melissa had been a traitor and had survived all this time. She would have had a better story, Uh you know, like if you're going to by this point, they should all know the same thing that Koozie said. I'm not going to come here with a suggestion unless I have some evidence behind it. So what did I say to you, allegedly, Melissa, that I thought Mike was? And Melissa, just out of self-preservation, when she started getting grilled on it, I mean, from everything we've heard, she's a talker. You know, we I think we've heard before that once she starts going, she keeps going. Right. And so for her to just have nothing to say. Right. Just make something up. Right. Like, just just say something like, oh, because I, I now, now I'm blanking. But they, yeah. like, they, like a lot of people suspect Mike. There are a lot of reasons to, to throw Mike's name out. Yeah. I mean, they, literally, there were other reasons given. You know, Trevon had given reasons. Kevin has previously given reasons. Just use right. one of those. But instead, she played it honest and was like well she didn't give a reason yeah it's like ooh, you're just you're yeah. just shooting yourself in the foot there yeah but at the same time it's like ugh, i wish the i wish the faithfuls wouldn't like all switch their votes based on 
one roundtable conversation. You know, I feel like it's just so easy to get swayed in that situation without yeah. without being able to go off into separate groups and have some. Maybe maybe Melissa could, if she had had a chance to talk to people privately, would have been like, okay, I just didn't want to say this out loud or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like it's almost never a good idea to start switching your votes at the roundtable. It never, it almost never works out well. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like a number of them suspected her going in. I mean, we heard her name several times. I think just uh-huh. this was kind of the, the nail in the coffin, you know, more than anything. But yeah, I mean, there are, you know, I often say there's barely any such thing as a live tribal council at uh, at uh, Survivor. And, you know, on Big Brother, the, you know, votes are decided long in advance. And yeah. but on the traders, yeah, people will switch based on the roundtable. Yeah, definitely. Which is, I mean, I guess it's a pro for the show to make it more interesting. So right. There you go. Right. Yeah. Um. So after uh, after Travon throws his pen, uh, May calls out Mike and says uh, that he had said he trusted Melissa as others had. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Kareen congratulates the traders while Travon has literally broken down crying. Travon is is weeping, like just completely gone. Just yeah. I, I didn't realize he was so close to Melissa. Like, I guess I guess I didn't realize any that Melissa existed until like two episodes ago. So well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And the funny thing is, so uh Matthew Keeley, who uh, you know, also, you know, does much of the hosting, most of the hosting on this uh, on the Tradar podcast and runs the podcast uh network. He it's funny because he was just watching it as we were starting to uh, as we were starting to record. And he messaged me, why is Travon having an emotional meltdown? And so uh, to answer your question, Matthew, we don't know, except that he's Travon. I I don't know if it's because. It's Melissa. And like you said, maybe he's close to her. Or is it that he's just so tired of being wrong all the time? Yeah, it's got to be frustrating to be wrong that whole time. But like, it also shows sort of, you know, he must be feeling pretty safe too. like he, like, I feel like I'd be relieved to get through a banishment without getting voted out. Yeah, you know, like, and he's just like upset that he did the vote wrong. It's like, dude, at least you're still here. You still have a chance at winning like you, you know, (sighs) but yeah, it's I, I can't imagine how frustrating it is to be in that castle and like, just have no idea what's going on yes. 99% of the time. So, yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, so May goes to comfort him and then there's a weird cut. Like May goes over there and then suddenly she's gone back in her seat and Kareen is there. So yeah. I, 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 it was a very weird edit. He must have been crying for a while, I guess. Yeah, or else maybe there yeah. was a commercial there, and since I don't see the commercial breaks, uh, maybe... Mm, I don't think there was, no. Okay, all right. Okay. Uh, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But <laughs> um, but then in the parlor afterwards, May is crying herself because she is sure Koozie's a traitor and she's made it personal with her comments. Uh, and so... Uh, you know, she she also says Koozie has been policing her volume and tone. I don't remember seeing that. Um, uh, yeah, that seems like maybe she's uh, projecting a little bit there. Yeah. Like, I feel like she she took a lot of offense at the thank goodness comment where, like, 
I, it was just like a little quip. It was one of those little things you say just because right. it like fits into the flow of the conversation. Like, you know, is it a little mean? Yeah, yeah but we're in a reality show. Like, so yeah, uh, you know, May's maybe a little overreacting here, but but maybe it's good for her game because now like they're reluctant to murder her because it would throw heat on Koozie. So yeah, maybe. Um, and then. I mean, I could see, you know, where, where she calls policing her volume and tone. I could see, like, if May raised her voice at Koozie and Koozie says, don't you yell at me. Yeah, yeah. I could absolutely see Koozie saying something like that. Um, and then May we didn't literally it. see. Koozie we we did not. Like no, we <laughs> yeah. did not. In my mind, I could see that if if what May is saying is true. Um, right. And so anyway Travon is still very upset and of all people he's venting to it's koozie uh and she tells us he's a pure soul she's i i think she was having a lot of trouble not laughing at his yes face. yes <laughs> and you know i i would agree maybe he's a pure soul i would also say pure souls shouldn't be playing this game Oh, you know, you gotta have a few pure souls in this game. Like, what fun would it be without them? I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, where would we have been without Quentin and Andy on, you know, the Traders U.S.? So. Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, Quentin. Tra- Trayvon yes. is a go go. You know, going for Quentin's crown is yes. strongest man in Traders history. Yes. <laughs> so, <sighs> so uh, Mike and Koozie talk, at, which I thought was weird. I thought that this conversation was weird because if you're Mike mm-hmm. and Koozie after the round table, why are you talking at all? You're about, you, you could talk up in the yeah. tower later. Why are you even getting together to talk? Yeah. Uh, like they're in a room alone. Yeah. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she tries to reassure him that she had not said his name, but from what he tells us, he doesn't believe her. And he's thinking that he may frame her and call her out. So you know, I'm not I'm I'm trying to think of how this works exactly. So this is episode seven. Oh. If he gets rid of her in episode eight. I he think would have that, to I think he would have to blackmail and force a new traitor. Right. I think that's true. I think that's right. Yeah. So I feel like he wants to wait one more episode if he's going to do it. But on the other hand, she's probably thinking the same thing. I mean, yeah, I think. I don't know if we know that he's going to try to betray her like right away. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I thought, you know, he's had, he's had these sort of, you know, the, the dominoes lined up to betray her for, you know, at least this episode and now going into the next episode. And we just, it's just a matter of when he pushes it, I think. And like, it may, may not benefit him to do it right away, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, if it seems like she's turning on him, then like better her than him, right? Yes, yes. And then we go to the Traders Tower meeting between them, which again, I don't know why this didn't take place then. Uh, yeah. They discuss recruiting versus murdering. Mike doesn't think anyone would say yes to recruitment because of the emotional nature of the round table. So they decide to murder. So I guess the first yeah. question is, what did you think of that? Yeah, I wanted to talk about this because, like, I think it's an interesting, like, I feel like, I feel like the the decision of whether to recruit or murder is, like, very different whether you look at it from, like, three different perspectives, right? Whether you look at it from the trader's perspective, from Mike's perspective, or from Koozie's perspective, right? Like, I feel like if you, if you're either Mike or Koozie and you recruit now, you're risking 
having three traitors go all the way to the end, mm-hmm. which like for the show is great for traitor. It, like it almost guarantees right. that a traitor win. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for individually, Mike and Kuzi, it makes it, it makes it harder for them individually to get to the end. Right. So like, I understand why they chose, I, like, I guess I don't, I'm not sure I buy the, uh, you know, oh, no one would say yes. Like, I'm sure at least one person would say yes, but. Yeah, so I was thinking about that. Okay, so I, I ran through it. May would not say yes. Trevon no. would not say yes. No. Donna would not say yes. I mm. doubt Mickey would. You don't think Donna would say yes? I don't think so. I think it's too, you know, she already considers herself a pawn. I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah, so I feel like I feel like she would lean into it. You know, she's like, I'm a pawn of the traitors. Now I am a traitor. Like she's writing her own sort of narrative in the game. Well, you might be right. You might be. Although she talked about, you know, looking forward to standing up and saying, I am a faithful. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, that's true. Um, So Mickey, I, I mean, we don't even know enough about Mickey. We, you know, we barely know he exists there. So I, I don't think he would. But who knows? Yeah. Um. Maybe Gerline or Leroy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just think yeah. it's risky at this point. Like I, I would say no. I I agree with Mike and Kuzi on this point. Yeah, and I think there's an implicit thing. Maybe they didn't want to say this, but like, if one of us gets voted out, then we can blackmail, and then we don't have this pesky concern of are they actually going to say yes right. or no? Right. Right. So it's like. It, it just doesn't benefit them right now yeah. to yeah. to recruit. Because earlier they were talking about recruiting someone as a sacrificial lamb. But uh-huh. now there really aren't any sacrificial lambs left because Leroy or Gerline would be too almost too strong. They'd see it coming. Yeah. And it's like it, it's been they've had two episodes now where they weren't able to recruit. Right. They had to, to mm-hmm. you know put the people on death row and then kill the person right. on death row. And so like the numbers have really gone down since then. And there's a huge difference between like having, you know, adding a third trader out of like 13 people and adding a third trader out of like eight people, yeah. you know, like that gives that new trader so much power and, you know, just makes the game much more, much less predictable. Right. Um. So, yeah, I, I, I totally understand their decision, but like at the same time, I, you know, I, I mean, would it would have would it have guaranteed a traders win if they had recruited? Should they care? Well, they shouldn't care because they should only care about their own win. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, recruiting someone who's going to turn against them probably, you know, obviously wouldn't make sense. So, you know, I think I think they're probably better off doing it this way. I'd actually like to see a game where, yeah, there's no recruitment at all, just the two traders or however many make it, you know, to the end. And so I worry, I worry that they will, someone will get rid of one of these two too soon. There'll be a blackmail and then the blackmail person will win, you know, Uh just, you know, that worries me because that person really didn't do anything traitorous the whole time. And then suddenly poof. Yeah. Um, And I'm, I'm enjoying this Mike Cousy pairing so much. Like I'd love for one of them to win out or, or both of them. Right. But more right. likely one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, OK, so they're going to murder. Travon has been calling out Mike. So that could be a problem. May is a big problem for Koozie, as you mentioned. 
Uh, Koozie okay. doesn't want to take out Leroy because he makes the money. Uh, so maybe Mickey, because he hasn't really played the game, which again, reminds me that Mickey is in the game. Uh, they agree on who it will be, but of course we won't know till next week. Who would you murder if you were a traitor? I think if I were either Mike or Koozie, I would be, this would be the time when I would start pushing hard to align my numbers. Like, like Sari did in the, in the Mm -hmm. American, in the American version, right? Like this is the time where it's really important to have pawns that are specifically on your side, not mm-hmm. just on the traders, not just manipulable by the traders. And so I feel like if I were either one of the, I, if I were Mike, I would push hard for May to go. If I were uh Koozie, I'd push hard for Trayvon to go. Okay. I mean, I, I was thinking, you know, keep Trayvon because he's perpetually wrong. Um, I, as far as May, I think it would be, you know, obvious to murder May because she's coming so forcefully for Koozie. Um, but if I did, I, well, I would I would consider doing it. And then at breakfast, if I were Koozie, I'd act all upset that they think I'm so stupid that I would do something that obvious. Right. Which is exactly what they did earlier in the season with Gerbier, right. and it, and it right. worked fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so as far as uh, you know, Melissa, I I don't do why blank lost evaluations on the traders players yet. Uh, but since we said goodbye to Melissa, I can say that it sure seems like I don't know if I would classify it as scheming and plotting too much or just poorly. You know, this is episode seven. Like we said earlier, you should know not to just throw out a claim without having anything at all to back it up. Um, You know, so. And and also, like I said, she has a reputation for talking too much. And all of a sudden now she has nothing to say. Yeah. Looking at the previews. It appears now anyone who doesn't want to know this and likes to avoid previews, plug your ears now. Um, Yeah. It appears Mickey, Leroy, and Donna are still there. Uh, yeah, so def- definitely Leroy. Mm-hmm. It seemed like Mickey- we see Mickey for a second, and also Koozie is talking about Mickey to Leroy, so it sure seems like Mickey is still right. there. Right. So I Unless think it's they're... either Trayvon yeah. or May. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell. So they show some people like on a platform, and it looks like they're dropping them into water or something like that, And and uh, but I couldn't tell who it was on the platform. Um, we see Koozie coming for Mike at the round table with the stuff about people having said his name. So either I think either they murder Travon and then Koozie uses it against Mike. Like Travon said, you did this, you did that. And now look, it's a third one. Oh yeah. That's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. Or they murder May. And the fa- fact that May has been coming after Koozie is brought up. So Koozie goes in defensive mode and starts saying these things about Mike. Um, uh-huh. I I think I'm going to make my official prediction, May. Okay. Uh, I, I, I was going to say Trayvon. So okay. there we go. <laughs> All yeah. right. <laughs> All right. Well, uh I guess uh, before we finish up, I do want to let uh, people know about other things we have going on here on the Trade Our Podcast, uh, both coming up and posted in recent days. 
We are working on some interviews, more interviews with the Traders Canada players. Of course, we I already interviewed the lone trader uh, that apparently Donna connected with, uh, and that was Melissa B. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully these other interviews will start coming soon. We posted our uh, the third in a special series as Matthew and I are covering Survivor UK here. Now, we know it's not the traders, but it is a strategic social game where you stab people in the back. So, hey, it's all uh -huh. it's all good. Um, and of course, Matthew had never seen Survivor. I've covered it for, you know, over 23 years. So we're looking at it through those two different viewpoints. And, you know, Matthew's in the UK, so he fills in details. I might not know, like, why did they give a reward with chocolate milk and marshmallows? Is that a thing in the UK? <laughs> um, and he asks me questions like, what is a swap and what is a merge? So, you know, <laughs> um, oh. Key questions. Yes. Yeah, he's asking yes. the right questions. Yes. Uh, uh, coming up here, we still have more great guests for the coming weeks, including one of the winners of the New Zealand season in a couple of weeks. So uh, we will have that. As far as you, Laura, where can everyone find you if they want to reach out? Um. Uh, yeah. So I'm not like super active on social media, but I, I have a Twitter account that um i post a lot of reality tv takes on um it's uh twitter.com slash j calderash which is my username i've had for years and i'm very stubborn about keeping j-k-a-l-d-e-r-a-s-h okay. um if i could just give a small plug um i just wanted to say i've had a lot of fun in the past like year or two playing live survivor games um specifically survivor new york and survivor brooklyn south so if that sounds like something that would be fun to you, um, like feel free to reach out to me or just like uh, Google those names. And um, they're always looking for new players. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun. You meet a lot of really awesome people. Now, are those, do those eventually make it like onto YouTube or something or do they just play it and not really record it? It varies. Usually it's either live streamed or they make it into episodes later. Um, all three, all the th three that I did were live streamed, but there are definitely okay. a bunch that are episode episodic as well. Okay. Okay. And were you a trader in any of those? <laughs> um, uh, I, I mean, uh, if I was, they would have gotten me out pretty early. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. Well, speaking I of, which... I didn't say I was good at these games. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't ask if you won. I didn't want any spoilers, you know, yeah, not, so... not, not quite. <laughs> I mean, you've always been good to my mind in the mafia games, so. Yeah, that's I, I'm better at mafia. People people don't uh don't suspect me of being mm -hmm. the mafia for whatever, even though I almost always am. Yes, it seems <laughs> so, that way. And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so maybe uh maybe I should have a live action mafia game streamed <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it is time to finish the Tradar Traitor game. So did you get a lion to me? I did. Well, that's that's bad because I didn't write anything down. So I have I mean, for I, 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 I like have absolutely remember what I said at the beginning, like I get so into doing the recap that I forget to search for people's lies. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I absolutely forgot. So hold on a second. Let me think here. What did we talk about that you said? I remember you 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 saying a couple things early on like about conversations that I didn't necessarily remember happening in the show. But I, 
I'll just throw that out. Yeah, there. No, th no, those no. were those were all true as far as my recollection. Okay, then I have no idea what was what was your lie. Um, so I lied when I I I made sure to bring up Kareen's outfit because I wanted to get in the lie that uh, she was younger than me. So she's actually uh, we're, we're almost exactly the same age, but she's turning forty in like a couple weeks or like next mm. week, I think. Whereas I'm not turning 40 until next year. So that ah, was a little one. Okay. I was, I was trying to set up a lie where, um, like we were, where we discussed, cause I thought uh, like whether, whether, uh, recruiting another trader mm -hmm. would, uh, would make it impossible for the traders to win. Cause I wanted to say something like, you know, oh, in survivor UK, they voted out three traders in a row. But it just never came up naturally in the conversation. Yeah. The and traders, I had already, I had already done the Korean yeah. thing. So I figured I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No need to lie to me twice. I did notice <laughs> when you mentioned the age thing, but I am not good when it comes to ages, especially women's ages. So the last thing I would do was question <laughs> age or her age. So that's that was very a, fair. Yeah. That was, good, that was a good one to put in there. Uh, so, okay. Do you have any idea what my lie was? Um, let me see. I wrote down, I think the only one I wrote down was you met, you, you sort of had a non sequitur about the hearing with the lawyers. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe you switched your roles there that your lawyer was the one who said, please. And the other one said, thank you or, or whatever it was. Um, but other than that, I didn't, I, I yeah, I, I totally forgot for most of the podcast. To be thinking about this <laughs> nope. Stuff, that was so. a real, that was a real hearing. That was, uh... <laughs> That was also the same hearing where the opposing attorney accused me of making up an email and a conversation. They just accused, <laughs> they literally accused me of faking an email. I was like, so now we're going to have to get the guy who wrote this email to me here to the hearing to tell you this. Luckily, the hearing officer was like, OK, come on, this is going a little too far now. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, my lie was about Dom's picture. It was there. It just had a red X on it. Oh, you're so mean. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that's, I forgot to look for that. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, that's a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, you got me. I thought it might be too obvious, but I was like, I can't think of anything else. So I, I went with that one. So. No, that was a good one. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. We both we both lied to each other, just like we're playing a game of mafia. Um. <laughs> So there we have it, episode seven of the Traders Canada. If uh, anyone wants to reach out to let me know what you think, I am all over social media and reality TV podcasting. I podcast about both Survivor and Big Brother at the uh, Rob Has a Podcast Network. Name of the show is Why Blank Lost. Of course, U.S. Big Brother just ended. Uh, I mentioned that earlier. So our final podcast of the season is out, and you can find out why the winner won and the other three in the final four lost. I would say it. I don't think it's a spoiler at this point, but yeah, I'll just, I'll just, you know, leave it as the winner for now. Uh, you can also find all my various social media accounts through my link tree at linktree slash David Bloomberg with a dot before the EE and link tree. Uh, or you could find me on most text-based social media like Twitter and blue sky is at David Bloomberg and on video platforms, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram is at David Bloomberg TV. I usually post uh, three or four reality TV short videos on those video sites uh, right now, you know, it's obviously Big Brother trailing off. Uh, so they're a mix of U.S. Survivor, Traders Canada, Survivor UK, House of Villains, you know, 
So basically U.S. Survivor and then, you know, these other shows here. So um, also you should make sure to check out the accounts for this podcast overall. You can find us on Instagram at the Trader Podcast and on Twitter at the Trader Pod. You can also email the Trader Podcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to help support the costs of publishing this podcast, you could drop Matthew a few bucks or whatever they are in whatever country you happen to be in uh, at uh, coffee dot com ko dash fi dot com slash matthew keely and a special thanks to sarah p for donating this past week i will be back here again next week uh with another very fun guest uh hope everyone tunes back in and feel free to reach out through social media in the meantime we will talk to you then bye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.